Boy, this takes the proverbial cake, I guarantee you. Well, I was waiting to pull out of a parking lot somewhere in the United States, a place relatively close to where my wife and I live. I found myself sitting behind a late model high dollar SUV. Driver had a woman's hairdo, which actually means nothing these days. Nonetheless, I'm pretty sure the driver was an authentic female because on said SUV's back window, a sticker, rather prominently placed, announced that said driver is Autism Mom. That is precisely and only what the window sticker read, Autism Mom the O of which was portrayed as a quilted heart. I just sat there behind Autism Mom and her high-dollar SUV waiting for the light to change. But I have to admit that my immediate reaction was a slight variation on, you have got to be kidding me. Then, I put aside my initial snarky reaction and I thought, I mean, really and truly thought about the autism mom back window sticker for a while. I did a deep dive, in fact, into its existential meaning, which I ultimately decided is summed up by a slight variation on, you have got to be kidding me. You. Autism mom. I know this is sinful of me to even think, but seriously, you have got to be kidding me. Your child is autistic and you're putting that on the back window of your car? Does your child know you've done this? And if not, why not? Might he be embarrassed, even angry, that you broadcast to the world something about him that is, hear me clearly? Nobody's business. Let me give you a confirming example of exactly that. It concerns a very dear relative of mine. One of said dear relative's kids was diagnosed autistic when he was fairly young. In the course of writing this, I called said very dear relative and told her about the autism mom window sticker. I didn't give her my opinion. I just asked, would you put that sticker on your car's rear window? Her answer? A slight variation on, heck no. Why? I then asked. Because it would have caused my child to lose trust in me, she answered. Furthermore, I don't want him growing up feeling entitled. That folks, was a rational person talking. Autism mom, allow me to ask you a few pertinent questions. Number one, 
If your child's IQ was significantly below average, would you put a sticker reading low IQ child mom on the back window of your SUV? How about bipolar child mom? Cerebral palsy mom? I mean, the possibilities for stoic, self-sacrificing, narcissistic mom window stickers are legion. Stoic, self-sacrificing, narcissistic mom window stickers could be extended to stoic, etc. friend stickers. Like if a friend of autism mom was autistic in the adult sense of the diagnosis, would autism mom dare put a sticker on her SUV's rear window that read, Autism friend for the world and her friend to see? I'm not going to patsy around with this, folks. Putting an autism mom sticker on the back window of one's car is just plain weird. Mind you, I am not saying it's just plain sick, because I'm trying my best to remain objective here, but I will say it's just plain weird. Now, I'm not saying the mom in question is weird. I don't know that. I don't have any way of knowing that. But I can say objectively that the act of and the thought process behind putting an autism mom sticker on the back window of one's car is weird. Granted. Even reasonably normal people do strange and weird things sometimes, and let's further face it, human beings are kind of weird to begin with. Nonetheless, a person who puts that sort of weird thing on their car's back window is perhaps, just perhaps, needing to broadcast some self-conferred sense of moral superiority. So. Curious, when I got home, I typed autism mom sticker into my browser and came up with several dozen such stickers. One of them pictures Rosie the Riveter with autism mom tattooed on her right biceps. The message, being the mother of an autistic child is a heroic undertaking. Another such sticker had Autistic Child on Board printed on a sticker that looks like a traffic warning sign. Then there's a sticker that reads Autistic Mom Life. Like a mother with a child diagnosed with autism is nothing more, nothing less than the mother of an autistic child. She has no life outside of that identity. She's not a wife. She's not the mother of children who are not autistic. She's not a person with interests outside of her children, like, I don't know, watercolor painting or extreme bowling. She is only the mother of a child who is autistic. That fact is 100% of who she is. How sad. I mean, 
that a woman thinks she is 100% defined by the fact she is a mother, which describes a lot of mom these days, is sad enough. But for a mom to think she is 100% defined by the fact that she is mom to a child with a behavioral diagnosis is sadder still. By the way, I wonder what autism mom's other kids, assuming she has other kids, I wonder what these other kids think of riding around with her in her upscale SUV. Do they scrunch down so they can't be seen and mistaken for their autistic sibling? Now, what does her husband think of the autism mom sticker? When they go somewhere together, does he suggest they take his car? Hey, moms of America who are listening to this, listen up and listen closely. I am not slogging on you. I am trying to help moms in America understand the lies and the pressures that are influencing everyday mom-in-America behavior. I'm trying to help American moms understand that they are living, and willingly so it would seem, in a prison that exists in the imagination of the prisoner. I'm trying to help American moms understand They can walk out of the prison in question any old time they've had enough. Any old time they decide to stop cooperating in their own imprisonment. Okay, so let's move on to the larger issue represented by the Autism Mom window sticker, which is that over the past 50 years or so, motherhood in America has evolved or devolved, depending on one's point of view, from something women used to do without any to-do into what is, for many, many moms, a soap opera, a personal drama in which they play the role of the stoic mom who carries on heroically, like Rosie the Riveter, in the face of constant challenge with her head held high even though the parenting deck is clearly stacked against her, which, like Autism Mom, she takes every opportunity to broadcast to the world. Her child's diagnosis is proof that the parenting deck is stacked against her. Her child's diagnosis explains why she is so stressed, ah, but stoically so. Her child's diagnosis explains why she and her husband are at odds concerning the kids. He just doesn't understand. He's not a diagnosis dad. Her child's diagnosis explains everything anyone needs to know about her life. Her life is a parenting soap opera in which both her child and she are victims living together in an ever-deepening codependency of victimhood. The child is a victim of never-verified, take it to the bank, folks, never-verified biological forces that can only be controlled by drugs that have 
take it to the bank, never, ever reliably outperform placebos in clinical trials. Mom in question is a victim of the same fictitious biological forces in her child that turn her parenting into a constant slog across a constantly shaking, burning parenting landscape. No one understands. Not even her husband, as evidenced by his tendency to want to discipline behavior her child cannot control or shows so she's been told, fictitiously. Her husband needs correction. In this strange but ubiquitous American mom dynamic, he's like one of the kids. The 21st century mom soap opera is operating even in moms whose kids don't have behavioral diagnoses. It's exemplified by the statement, with a heavy sigh, This is the hardest thing I've ever done. Which a mom in the 1950s, raising two to three times as many children as the typical mom in the year 2023, never thought, much less said. The 21st century mom soap opera explains why when 21st century American moms get together, all they talk about ever is their kids. My child this, my child that, I'm doing this for my child, I'm doing that for my child, my child's diagnosis is this or that. Well, honey, Sorry to disappoint you, but my child has three diagnoses, so I win. I once asked my mother if she and other mothers were talking here about women who raised children in the 1950s. I asked her, when you and other moms got together, did you talk about your kids? Oh, no, my mother said. We talked about interesting things. Right. I knew what her answer was going to be. In the 1950s, motherhood was not a soap opera. It was simply a responsibility to be discharged responsibly. And the typical 1950s mom did not allow the responsibility to swallow her identity. That's why I thought my mother was an interesting person. She talked about interesting things with other interesting women who talked about interesting things. I wanted to learn more about these interesting women. So I listened, as much as I was allowed to, to their interesting conversations. Mothers have an obligation to teach their children that women are interesting people. That instruction begins by letting your child know that he or she is not the alpha and omega of your life. That he, she, is but one of many responsibilities and interests that you perform and nurture. Let me assure you, a mom who can't talk about much else but her kids is not interesting to those kids. A mother who puts her kids at the center of her life is not interesting to her kids. To her kids, she is a vending machine there to cough up on demand whatever they want. By the way, have you ever watched a person who put money into a vending machine and the vending machine 
didn't deliver. Person in question shoves the vending machine, hits the vending machine, kicks the vending machine, shakes the vending machine, curses the vending machine. And that's what said children do when their child-obsessed mothers don't give them what they want. They disabuse their flesh and blood vending machines. That autism mom window sticker is a sign of the times. It's a sign of ubiquitous mother madness. The mothers in question, not all mothers, but enough, have signed on to an invisible support group called the Good Mommy Club or Good Mommy Cult, whichever you prefer, which will be my topic next week. Stay tuned, folks. This is going to get even more interesting or infuriating depending on the point, on your point of view. In the meantime, check out the resources at parentguru.com. I am the parent guru, by the way. Check out my substack. I'm the one and only parent guru in America who's making sense. I may at times step on your toes, even stomp on them. I may at times make your blood boil, but I always make sense. Face it, that's what makes your blood boil. I make good old common sense. I make sense out of the nonsense of post-1960s American parenting. By contrast, pre-1960s child-rearing, note the change of noun. From parenting or from child-rearing to parenting. By contrast, pre-1960s child-rearing is rock and roll. It's fun to dance to. Post-1960s parenting is like the St. Vitus dance. It's chaotic insanity. Okay, see you next time. In the meantime, keep on rocking in the free world.